Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company. We're a movement of artists and patrons who believe in the power of beauty to evangelize our culture. And we're so pumped you're here. Oh, do I have a treat for you. I think this is one of the first times we've ever done this. I mean, you're very used to us sitting down and interviewing singer-songwriters and recording artists, but if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time we've ever sat down and interviewed a visual artist. I mean, I I think I've interviewed authors, singer-songwriters, all kinds of brilliant thought leaders out there, but this is the first time in Love Good History that we're sitting down with a visual artist who is also featured in our upcoming package to patrons, which I will tell you all about at the end of the episode. But for now, just know that in a few moments, Leanne Bowen will be joining Marisol in the Love Good studio in Nashville. She's California-based. She's an incredible artist. And one of her most beautiful drawings is not only featured as an art print to all of our higher level patrons in a couple of weeks, it's also going to be the cover of a brand new Love Good journal. And it's this really, really cool image. You'll hear more about it as the interview unfolds of a young Carol Votiwa. If you don't know who that is, at the time he was just a, a, a priest, a baby priest, okay, in Krakow, Poland. He went on to become a bishop, then a cardinal, and then the Pope, okay, also known as John Paul II. And it's just this really cool image of JP2 in a kayak, looking super rad and super manly. And all that to say, you'll hear more about that in just a moment. For now, sit back and enjoy this little excerpt of a song called Fly. It's by Jackie Minton, one of our favorite artists out there. And this is live from Fireside Sessions. You just wait because there's more to come about that as well. Enjoy. And in just a few moments, we'll be back with Leanne Bowen. And did you ever wonder why and ask yourself just how high or have you always known what you Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, Leanne. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. And it's such a pleasure to talk to you. And one thing I'm really excited about is that we just did a patron survey last week. Or I guess, actually, it was last week when we were recording the podcast. It was about a month ago for our listeners. But one thing that I actually got consistently, feedback that we got was, we love that you interview so many musical artists, but we would really would love to hear conversations with other types of artists. And That's I saw perfect. that yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, perfect. I already have one scheduled. This is great. <laughs> so um, I'm really excited to be able to do this and I'd love to do this more with other visual artists. It's a really exciting thing. So why don't we start by, I'm not sure how many of our listeners or patrons know who you are, or what you do. Why don't you share a little bit about your art, your work, all of that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I do mostly watercolor and then typically Christian and Catholic work just because that's what I love to do. But I grew up always painting kind of on the side. And then I actually studied at the University of Kansas art and art history. And then when I was graduating, I really desired to do whatever the Lord wanted me to do. I just was really open. And so I went in the chapel one night and I said, you know, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just make it super clear what to apply for. And I walked out of the chapel and a focus missionary was like, I need you to apply for focus. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like that was not, you know, really where I was thinking I was going to go. And so ended up going that route and serving in campus ministry and focus, focus for three years and then campus ministry for two. And then as I was doing that, I felt really called to start creating again. I had kind of just taken a hiatus because my schedule was really full. And so started painting more on the on the side and I'm um, doing little things like that and it ended up being more and more and more that the Lord was asking me to do through that so ended up while I was in campus ministry really realizing that he was calling me to do art full-time so now uh, a lot of it is as pencil and watercolor but a, a variety of mediums love it and so it's so funny like the way you're talking to because I think it was two weeks ago we had a podcast with the artist named Jessica Gerhardt. And she like kind of said her journey with music, the way she phrased it was so similar to you of just like, I, this has always been a talent, but then at a certain point, like God called, like God really called me to like take it on more. And I think that's a really big theme for a lot of different artists, whether they're musicians or arts, like they know it's there, but there's kind of this like, can I do this all the time? <laughs> Like, yeah. can this be my thing? And it's it's kind of vulnerable too. I know, like, I know a lot of our artists have articulated that of like, well, what if I'm not good enough? Yeah, I think growing up, we learned that we have to be really practical. So uh, for a certain extent of time, they're like, you can do anything you want to do. And so you're like, oh, I want to make music or I want to make art or I want to dance. And then you hit a point where you're like, oh, I don't know if you can make money doing that. And so people really hesitate and they stop and they're like, okay. So I went into college thinking, okay, I guess I'll be an art teacher. Like I like art, but I need to tell my parents that I'm going to make money. So I'll, I'll just teach it. That will be fine. And then maybe I can make it on the side. And I think a lot of artists do that because we desire to not be like these crazy dreamers or whatever they tell us that we are. And so we go down a more practical route and then the Lord just calls us back and calls us back and calls us back. It's like, what if there is more? Like, am I not going to provide for you? Like I've created you, I've created these desires within you. And so he just unfolds that before us. Yeah, that's really great. And I think too, I don't know if you experience this, but I think too, there's also this like fear of like, okay, well, if I do what I know in my heart, I'm really meant to do, but it doesn't work and I don't make money and people don't like it, then what happens? Exactly. And then, yeah, is there that fear of failure or whatever that looks like? And I think I, I felt that for myself, but I really felt like that God, that God was asking me to do it. And so when I first started, I just felt called to make a website. So what had happened was I was attending a conference and the conference was like all about teaching students how to discern their vocation. So I'm like, I'm going to learn how to do this so I can teach other people how to do what they're called to do, you know? And so the talk was about a Mary Oliver quote, and it was, tell me what you're going to do with your one wild and precious life. And I was thinking as I was sitting there, I was like, oh, Oh, I'd be painting. Like, not that I wouldn't be doing this job. Like I really loved the job, but there was just a deeper like feeling inside, like, oh, I'd be creating. And so leaving that felt very called to like start a website, start doing it a little bit more and a little bit more. And so 
when I did feel that call that I couldn't, I couldn't do both anymore. It was just kind of, you know, there's nothing to lose. Like if this all falls apart and I do go into it, yeah, those fears might come true that maybe I failed, but I I feel like there's a deeper failure by not giving it a shot. And so I just kind of went into it. I was like, okay, I'm going to be the best barista ever when this all falls apart, or I'm going to work at an art store or bookstore. Like who cares? Like give it a shot, you know? And so just kind of went into it knowing like, knowing, okay, when this falls apart, I'm going to really enjoy whatever comes next. And then realizing like the Lord put it there. And so he's like, it might never fall apart, you know? Mm -hmm. So, And tell me a little bit about what happened next. Like, so you just Uh created a website and then, and then what? Yeah. So I actually had a website up. I just hadn't told anyone that it existed because I didn't know how to make prints or how to do taxes or I just, didn't want to. And so I originally had launched it both because I felt called to and to get people off my back because they were like, can I get a print of this? Can I get a print of this? And so I launched it. And then I I went on a silent retreat for a weekend because I didn't want to know what happened. It was like that fear of failure, you know, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to launch this, but it's not going to mean anything. And then I came back and I had a lot of open orders. And so just like this realization, okay, now I have to jump. Like I have to figure out how to make prints, how to, how to ship them, how to fulfill this, what to do next. And as I, as I kept taking a step forward and a step forward and step forward, the Lord just gave me so much peace. And so it was probably about four months where I was kind of going back and forth of, you know, fulfilling orders and working before I talked to my boss. I was like, I don't know if I can do both anymore. Like the Lord just blessed it really abundantly. And so I actually talked, I was working for a priest at the time. And the, I told the priest, I was like, I think you need to hire a new campus minister. I think I'm going to try this and go for it. And he was like, oh, finally. <laughs> and so yes. I was like, oh, like, was I doing like a really bad job or what? And he's like, no, he's like, this is just so obvious. This is what you're called to do. And so my first six weeks, actually, as a full-time artist, he sent me to Florence to learn how to fresco paint. So he paid for my course fee and we found a donor to pay for the rest. And it was just this lavish like experience of God's goodness of this is your chance to like step up onto the shoulders of giants. You know, you're stepping into the lineage of artists and the lineage of creators. And so the Lord was just really lavish in that way of giving me the opportunity to really learn a lot as I was starting. Love it. So tell me, tell like just for our listeners who maybe even aren't familiar with like the art world top, then like exactly what it is you do. You say you sell prints, you sell a few other things, like kind of what are people going to find when they go to your website? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times I'll, I'll do paintings off of commissions or things from prayer that are I'm really passionate about. And then the originals go to the people that commission it. And then I sell prints on my website. So on my website is a lot of ranges of size of prints, greeting cards, different kind of format of being able to send that in different ways. And then I've recently started collaborating with a few other artists as well. I have a friend who's a candle pourer who's just pours the best candles in all the lands. Like they are just incredible. And so she pours the candles and then I design the labels for them. So they'll have my paintings and some prayers sometimes on those candles. And then they're just fitting with the season. So sometimes they're seasonal, sometimes um, they're for feast days, etc. So I'm really excited. We have a huge line coming out. They'll be out very soon. And so, but that's, that's kind of exciting because it's awesome to get to collaborate with other artists. I love it. That's beautiful. 
Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this beautiful print that our patrons are going to be getting in their package. And for any of our patrons that are going to be watching the video, I'm going to show the print right now. I'm like edit it in later. And if you're listening, then you're not going to see it. But if you become a patron, then you can see the video. Or you can just go to our website and you'll see the print. So our patrons are going to be receiving this beautiful print. And so the first time I saw it, so the first print I saw of you, it's by, it's called Dialogue, correct? Uh-huh. And it's this yeah. beautiful, beautiful print of this little girl speaking to this lion. And there's like by a, like a pond. There's this beautiful scene. And when you look at it, it's just like you, I mean, I just like wonder what they're talking about. And I, of course, like picked up the C.S. Lewis reference of how the lion is most likely Aslan, who represents God. And this is really a moment of prayer. So when I first saw it, I like emailed it to Jimmy and I was like, we have to, we have to use this for our next journal. But like, the I could tell that the way that the that it was it just like wasn't gonna work for the journal so I was like okay I need to find something else and then I kept clicking and then I found this beautiful print of this man sitting in a kayak obvi- like quite obviously praying and when you look closer if you kn- if you know anything about the, the recent popes and all these things you would recognize that it's JP two and so tell me a little bit about like what inspired this print it's yeah. honestly like to me it's just like breathtaking like you just look at it and you just wonder like what's going on. And it, you just mm-hmm. enter into it. And so tell me like what that was like to create it. Yeah, absolutely. So the image is of John Paul II on the day of his ordination. And so it's said that on his ordination day, he wanted to keep with the tradition of praying the Liturgy of the Hours. And so in the morning, he just knew it was really notable and that the Lord really spoke to him when he was in nature. And so he went out on a kayak and or a kind of a canoe and prayed his morning prayers out there. And so I just saw it as like such a surrender of his vocation and his priesthood and eventually his papacy uh, to the Lord by giving him his desires and giving him his very self and knowing himself and letting that be really beautiful, but also like praying those prayers uh, really intentionally. So it was commissioned by someone I worked at a summer camp with. I worked at Camp Gray for a couple summers, which is a Catholic summer camp in Barrie, Wisconsin. And I was actually like teammates with her brother and her brother was becoming a priest. And so he just had this deep desire to imitate that, to look at his his desires in his life, like knowing his love of the outdoors and that being a part of his spirituality. And so she asked me to draw that image intentionally for him entering into his priesthood. I love it. And just for, I just wanted to clarify too, because not all of our listeners are Catholic. So Something that they might not know is that an ordination, that's the day that you receive the sacrament where you become a priest. So just like this image of John Paul II, the day that he's heading to go become a priest, like his his whole being is about to be changed. Like he's about to enter into his forever vocation and he goes out into this like boat to pray. Yeah. So that was one of the, that was what really struck me. And I really do hope that for all of our patrons who will be receiving this image on our new Love Good journal, which is going to be in our March package, that they can take this journal maybe out into nature, that they can just like imitate that like beautiful prayer life of John Paul II. And yeah, it's just really, really exciting. Yeah, I truly think it is indicative of what we're all called to, too. Like the Lord says, like, come follow me. And he speaks to the fishermen and they put down their nets and they run because that's the that's the calling they've all longed for. They've longed for Christ to say, like, come follow me. And so for John Paul on such a 
it'd be his wedding day. It'd be like the day that he's entering into what's going to change his life forever. And so for us, we're called to that too. We're called to enter into intimacy with Christ and that will never change, but we have to make that leap of faith. And so for us to be able to go into prayer and really let the Lord speak to us and say, come follow me and receive that on on that day uh, of receiving God's goodness. Yeah, and John Paul II has always been a very huge influence for Love Good, mostly because of his love of beauty and his love of the youth. And I think that that's kind of what we pray for in all of the like music, books, and art that we put in our packages that our patrons know. Like We hope that it inspires each one of our patrons to, to pray or to recognize that Jesus is, is the one who is speaking through this beauty. And I was just thinking of, so also in this package is an album by a beautiful girl named Jackie Minton. She has an incredible voice and this album that's coming out, it's coming out March 19th, but our patrons are getting it March 1st. At least for me, I mean, as her friend and as I I travel with her all around the country, her songs always like strike that in me, always strike this like, wow, like I want to like contemplate God's goodness. Even though she's not necessarily like singing worship music or singing about Jesus. She's just, she's singing about her life and her experiences, but it just like pulls me on. And I think she's a beautiful example of that. And I think that this print is a beautiful example of the fact that beauty transcends, it transcends all reality Mm -hmm. and it brings us to want to know God better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it it just stirs that longing within us. Like we mm-hmm. long for intimacy with God. We long for Him and we are seeking Him, whether we know it or not, whether we're far from Him or we're close to Him. It's like that desire is knit in us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, John Paul is just such a good example of that, of seeking that beauty and letting that beauty unfold in our lives. Awesome. Do you want to share a little bit more about like kind of what your mission is as an artist, as a creator of beauty? Like what what you're striving for in through your art. Absolutely. Yeah. My kind of mission that I've kind of adopted is to make the merciful heart of Jesus known. And so that gives me a lot of freedom because if I'm going into a painting or kind of get a commission from someone I'm unsure about, I just really pray like, is this going to really let Jesus's merciful heart be poured out upon the world or is it selfish or is it not in line with that? And so that's giving me a lot of freedom and a lot of conviction that the Lord's mercy is so needed and necessary and that people are so thirsty to receive it. So yeah, a lot of a lot of going into painting or when I do create, I kind of sit with that for a minute before I, I go into it just to make sure that the Lord is before me and with me and in me. Awesome. Do you have any like artists that inspire you, like your favorite inspirations for your work? Mm-hmm, absolutely. There's a lot of range. Like I love art history. I studied art history. So anywhere from Caravaggio to Rembrandt to Michelangelo, everything in between. I like a lot of classical artists. Some modern artists, I actually am a part of an artist group and they inspire me a lot because they're just a true community. But Elizabeth Zelasco is an iconographer and her work's incredible. And then Providential Co., their design company and her Trisha through Providential Co. just does really incredible stuff. There's also an artist, her name is Lore. 
and I'd have to look up her last name. She does these really beautiful, intricate pieces of everyday life. So it's like mother, a mother with her children and then like things taped to the wall and stars hanging from the ceiling. And her work is just absolutely stunning. So I look to a lot of artists that are creating around me and what they're doing to kind of be inspired. But I'm I'm just so kind of propelled by by their creativity because their creativity is, yeah, just welcoming me into myself in a sense, like reminding me that the creator wants to co-create with me every day, you know? I love this. I love this. So fun. Okay. So I have my next question for you is about your primary vocation. So you're also a mother. How does your art influence your motherhood? How does your motherhood influence your art? How do you even like very practically like find the balance between the two things? Like what has that been like for you? Yeah, it's definitely been a learning curve for me because I have such a strong desire to create all the time. Like if I could just be in my studio all day. And so when I first became a mother, I really felt like this war inside of me between like my vocation as a mother and a vocation as an artist. I just felt like they were battling each other. And I had a friend who was like, you know, your vocations will never be at war together. Like they will always influence each other and bring each other into fullness. And so I really allowed that to bring peace, like realizing the Lord doesn't actually need me to create all moments of the day. Like he actually wants me to play and rest and enjoy like the beauty of childhood and littleness. And so my daughter is 17 months and she's just really playful and she toddles around. And so watching her, I really like do see like, okay, the child Jesus wants to come into our homes. Like he, like thinking as we were going into Christmas, he's coming in the incarnation. And when a baby comes into your home, it changes everything. And so like he's coming into our homes and he doesn't want to leave. Like he wants us to be tender and with him all the time. So I've really allowed like that littleness to expand within my heart. I think one of the pieces that's directly influenced from that, I did a little one of Jesus as a toddler playing with pumpkins and apples for fall. And that was directly from my daughter, like sitting on the floor playing with like our little fake pumpkins when I was putting out fall decorations, but also have one of baby Jesus playing with Our Lady of Guadalupe's Tilma. So he has roses and he's putting the roses into her Tilma. And then as he is, he's painting Our Lady Guadalupe on her Tilma. And so just seeing myself, letting myself be more free in that motherhood of wow, like this is such a creative and joyful time. Like I can't be running to nap time or running to my studio. So letting that be free and not letting my vocation be pulling me away from my my true desires, but letting my desires pull out. On a practical level, I have found it's just easier to work during our nap times. Like I was trying so hard to navigate like on my kitchen table, everything else, and also play with her and distract her. And it was just, it's just it just was really difficult. And so I find a lot of freedom. I oftentimes will get up early and my husband will watch Sally if she does get up earlier, but I'll go to my studio at like 5am and take time to myself then. And then she luckily still takes two naps a day. So I usually, yeah, so that's really helpful. And I don't know what it will look like over time and that's not the case, but for now, that's when I spend time doing admin and painting and creating and a lot of that stuff. So Yeah, it's a lot of flexibility, but I do find that whenever I like ask the Lord if I need help or if I'm running short or have a deadline, I'll just bring it to Him and the Lord does crazy things where help shows up. So 
Awesome. Okay, so I think that's all for me, but do you have any last comments? And then I also want you to tell everybody how they can find you on Instagram and your website and all that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I just think that to make it known that Jesus just desires closeness with us. Like he desires to be with us while we create, like he desires us to be courageous in our yes, to, to, regardless of what we're called to do. Like if it's us needing to go on a run every day, like he is eager for us to say yes to that. And especially when it comes to creating beauty, he just longs for that to happen. Yeah, my Instagram is Leanna Spowen. And my website's www.leannebowen.com. It's L-E-A-N-N-E-B-O-W-E-N.com. And yeah, that's just been a fruit of prayer. And a lot of times the medita- I'll post meditations with my artwork in the mornings on Instagram as well. So if that's a draw for anyone, that's there as well. Beautiful. And we'll make sure to put that link, both of those links, your Instagram and your website in the episode description so everyone can head down there. And then definitely become a patron to receive Leanne's print and to receive the brand new Love Good Journal, which is going to have the print on it. And it's a beautiful opportunity to enter in to prayer with that print and with your journal. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Leanne. It is such a blessing to be with you. Yeah, seriously, thank you guys so much for having me. It's such an honor. Absolutely. All my questions, I don't know. I'm staring into the face of the unknown. Before you alone, I will wait. I trust you with everything I surrender. Oh. You're listening to I Surrender All by Jillian Edwards. This is a live recording from the fireside sessions that we did in Nashville. Gosh, it must have been back in, I want to say December. No, it was Labor Day. All right, we are just slowly, for the first time, trickling out some of these songs. Yes, on the podcast, but most importantly on our YouTube channel. Really great stuff. How about that conversation with Leanne? What a great opportunity to just pull back the veil a little bit on the genius of visual artists. Uh, You know, it goes without saying that this is a really exciting couple of weeks leading up to the release of our spring package, okay? All that being said, we've got a really beautiful, beautiful package reveal happening slowly on Instagram in these days leading up to next week's episode of the podcast, which is with Jackie Minton, which will also come with a very exciting announcement about how you can get all of the incredible content in the seasonal package that we sent out to our patrons. Even if you've never been a patron before, this is probably your chance. This is your big opportunity. Let's just go and say, it. this is it. And who knows what kind of deals we're gonna give. It might be that you get your first month free. It might be that you get your welcome package free. Tune in next week for that, but also be following us on Instagram just to give you a little sneak peek. As you can imagine, obviously, Leanne Bowen is part of this package. Jackie Minton is a part of this package. There's coffee, okay? There's a journal. I'm gonna go and give you a little sneak peek. There's even a Lovegood mason jar in store for some of our higher level patrons and vinyl and CD and and other things that, well, you're just gonna have to wait and see about. So anyways, y'all are amazing. Have a great week. 
And again, just be following us on Instagram. Lots of exciting things and announcements coming your way. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Love Good Podcast. Share this episode link on social media, leave us a review, and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. You'll start enjoying our premium content and seasonal packages that not only raise your standard for music, books, and art, but that also inspire you to evangelize culture through beauty. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.